Good morning, friends. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're listening to this in the morning, but it's morning for me, and that is kind of the theme of the podcast today. Before we start, I do just want to punctuate with this noise. For those of you who've listened to the previous episodes, I'm finally taking those pills, those multivitamins that have been on my side since I started recording these episodes. They've just been kind of sitting there, taunting me. I um, was recommended to take, I mean, I, I do enjoy being diagnosed via my vlogs and I was recommended to take various multivitamins uh, because of my recent bout of just lethargy and incredible tiredness. So many people were like, you need to take this, you're deficient in this. And I was like, ah, what harm could it do? So I'm taking vitamin D, I'm taking some multivitamins with some iron. I've also started taking some biotin, which honestly, the reason that I've not wanted to take that in the past is because it's supposed to be good for um, your hair and your skin, uh, is that I have an incredible amount, I mean, not an incredible amount, but more than you would think for a Caucasian light-haired, not light-haired, but I am. I'm I'm not very, very dark-haired. I'm not, I've not got particularly dark colouring. Um, and I've got fair hair on my arms and stuff. But a fairly fair um, Caucasian woman, I have a decent amount of facial hair. And it is dark. And I, it's like a, as I've mentioned on multiple occasions, it's like a full-time job. I've recently started using IPL on my chin, which I found to be really, really effective. But if I stop doing it, it comes back and it's just a whole thing. And the last thing I want is to be taking a vitamin or taking anything that could be strengthening it, making it very hardy and like giving it some kind of superpower. So that's what's put me off taking the biotin that I bought ages ago. It's probably expired now. Anyway, I'm going to take it now. Uh, along with my other multivitamins. And I just wanted to tell you because I'm feeling good about it. So today's episode is going to be um, specifically about getting up early. I was doing something called the 5am Miracle Morning, which if you want to talk about specifically this the book, um, I thought we might do some like book reviews and some chat about some books that I've listened to that I love. I tried to do the book club on Instagram. Well, originally I tried to do it on YouTube. It was a whole thing. Um, I just couldn't find the right format for it because me just talking in a video didn't feel very engaging. I feel like you need a back and forth. But then I always needed someone to have read the book to be able to also talk to me on that format. So I'm thinking what I might try to do is something similar to what I did with my Calling All Friends um, podcast, which by the way was my favourite podcast I've done so far. If you didn't listen to it, I think some of the episodes may still be available to listen to. Um, it's something that I don't pay for the storage for the podcast episodes anymore. So I think they might have kind of dropped off, but I believe there are some still available on um, various podcast platforms if you are interested. The general premise of that show was that I was getting you guys to um, call in and ask questions and also call in and answer questions. And I was trying to have a different topic each week and uh, you guys would help me put that together by like, it was kind of a, a collective. I really enjoyed that, but it was a lot of time and effort to put it together and it relied on um, input from other people. So that was the only reason I, I really stopped doing that. And I think that if we used that format uh, to try and do some kind of book club via the podcast, that might work. So, you know, if you had something to say um, specific about the book that we were all listening to, I could wait until I had enough voice notes or enough comments to read um, where I could kind of like talk about it and it could feel kind of like a back and forth, even though it's just me talking, you know? 
Um, so maybe we'll try and do that. And at some point we may talk about 5am Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Um, it was kind of a difficult book to get through. It's very self-helpy. If you just listen to even a sample of it on Audible, it is, um, it's very, very American. Uh, and I do enjoy all the best self-help books from America have some kind of like rags to riches style story. It's always like someone was pulled from near death um, and it changed their life. I love it. Love those stories. And that's a very similar situation to what happened here. Um, but I was doing the 5 a.m. Miracle Morning in some way. I wasn't doing the whole thing. Um, and then I started calorie counting a few months ago and it seemed kind of counterintuitive to give myself more hours in the day when I was um, trying to, I want to say limit my calories and that is true, but I wasn't restricting my food. We will talk about this in another episode and I'm not going to um, go further into it in this one because I know for some people that's a trigger and um, we, you know, I'll, I'll be very, very specific when I'm going to talk about that. We won't talk any more about that in this episode in case you want to skip that content. Um, but basically I was calorie counting and it seemed counterintuitive to uh, stay awake for longer <laughs> um, and be awake for longer in the day. That seemed a bit mad. So I slid into the other extreme, which was not on purpose, but I wasn't getting up until the very, very last minute, which has always really been my MO. I'm not a morning person. I am someone who will get up five minutes before. And I mean, I really, really can roll out of bed. I shower the night before and these days I don't even need to put makeup on or get dressed for work or anything. I take the kids to school. Um, I can roll out of bed and just be like ready to go within five minutes. So I really, there's no amount of time that I need to be ready to leave to just do the bare minimum. But that is what it is. It's the bare minimum. And there's a definite shift in my energy when I get up earlier. There's less rush, obviously. Uh, but also I think there's like an element of taking back some control I think most of our problems in life come from feeling like losing control. You're losing control of something. I talk about this all the time. But if ever I am trying to like psychoanalyze anything about myself, about anyone else, I can usually like track it back to you feel like you're losing control. Um, recently, my daughter is going through that like, is she going back to school? Is she not going back to school? She started a job, um, but she's hoping to do sixth form in September. Maybe she will go on to do an apprenticeship. We don't know what's going to happen. And that is making me feel very chaotic internally. It's really nothing to do with me. Um, and I'm sure she's feeling it like a hundred times more, but I definitely have this uh, it's this, this sense of I'm losing control of my child because they're becoming an adult. And so although that's not really how I'm feeling, I don't feel like I can control my child. If I really track it back, that is the feeling. I, it's a sense of control. I had a co sense of control that she was in school. She needed to go to school. I knew where she was every day. She's older now. Her life is changing. Quite possibly she could get a job in September rather than go back to sixth form. And that little sense of I understand how my life is going, how her life is going. I'm losing that. And that is control. It's most of our feelings of of like anxiousness. Most of our feelings of um, like, I don't even know the word, but that's probably it. Um, it. It stems from that same thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to track something back to that. But I think a lot of it can be blamed in that arena. Um, and around the time that I stopped doing my 5am starts. My husband started getting up at six to exercise before work, which was great because it meant that it no longer ate into the evening, but I think it niggled away at me 
for stopping my early mornings all the more. It was it was great that he wanted to do that. He always wanted to do it. Um, he always wanted to get up early and exercise before work to get it out of the way. But he just thought it wasn't for him. He didn't want to get up early. He wanted that extra sleep. And then one day something kind of clicked in him. Truthfully, I think it's because I stopped. And I think he was like, well, I can do it now. <laughs> I was getting up at five o'clock. I was like sneaking out of the bedroom I'm trying to be very, very quiet, which we'll get to because how productive can you be when you have to be so quiet at five o'clock in the morning? Um, and then suddenly he was able to like bounce out of bed at six o'clock and he's really kept this up for months and months. Now, the general premise of the Miracle Morning is that you start each day on purpose rather than because you have to. And on top of that, you obviously gain time in the day to get things done that you've been putting off. But that assumes that you can do those things at that time of day. I mean, your miracle morning could be any time. If you want to stay up an extra two hours and get those things done, I've done that. I wrote a book. I literally was up all night one night. I remember seeing my, at this point, point my parents still lived with us. Um, and my mum used to go to work at five o'clock in the morning. And I remember seeing her leave for work um, and the sunrise. I'd been up all night because I just couldn't find the time. It was the middle of the summer holidays. Couldn't find the time. You find the time when you have something that you really want to do. Um, of course that wasn't great. And I was tired all the next day, basically falling asleep by 10am, but it doesn't have to be 5am if that doesn't work for you. What I am finding is the mornings are particularly great, but if, if you are doing this to, if you're doing this to actually find time to do something, the morning might not work because I mean, I know for me, the whole point is, you know, you can get things done. But a lot of what I need to get done is noisy. What I'm doing right now, it's noisy. Recording YouTube videos, it's noisy. I can't really do that while my family's asleep. Whereas my husband works out in the garage. It's detached. It's a gym that I made for him for his birthday. I know I'm like the best wife in the world. Not really. Um, <laughs> but it's separate to the house. He can get out there quite quietly at 6am, not really disturbing anybody and um, get that stuff done. It is a different situation. But taking the productive element away, I think there's something to mindfully waking up each morning to give yourself more time to just be. And I hate this because my friend Emma, uh, who I will have on an episode soon, um, <laughs> my friend Emma would always say she likes to wake up early to kind of potter around. I know people that are like this. And because I've never been a morning person, I've always thought they were bananas. Like, why would you not sleep as much as you possibly could? Um, and she's, you know, I need to make myself a cup of tea. Whenever we've stayed in a hotel together, she's always up early, just kind of like wandering around the hotel room. I'm like, what are you even doing? What is this? <laughs> now I can get ready very, very quickly because I've also stayed with other friends where I can like, I don't need that time to like wake up. I can be up and ready, even like fully made up, dressed for the day to go out and do something very, very quickly. Whereas some people do need that time to wake up. So I haven't needed that. I've always thought that was crazy, but there's something to just giving yourself that time, even if you don't need it. In fact, better if you don't need it, because I can be like on straight away. If this was, if I lived by myself and I didn't have to uh, worry about, you know, other people and waking people up and stuff, I could totally get up at 5am and make YouTube videos. I'm like, I can be on straight away. Um, so different different things for different people, but just the idea of like being able to drink your coffee in peace, listen to an audio book, journal if you're into it, which truthfully I'm not, but maybe I should be. Um, I kind of feel like this is becoming that, especially when I write notes ahead of time. It feels like this is like podcast journaling. Um, when I started originally, when I started doing like the 5am mornings originally, the mornings were dark and they were cold. 
But now I could sit outside. I could enjoy the quiet, crisp morning air. It could be a beautiful experience. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's 5am is for me now, but it could be a different experience than it was when I started doing this. I'd love to say I could go for a walk. Uh, and truthfully, I probably would now it's like, but we all know the dangers for women alone. So I don't really want to encourage anyone to be putting themselves in a dangerous situation in the late or early hours. It's just not really smart. Whenever I've been um, for a walk kind of after work, when it's kind of winter time and you, the light, you just lose it from nowhere. Um, I would go for quite a long walk. I used to try and get my 10,000 steps in every day, which again, I feel like I probably should. There are just some elements of life that I think when I've been doing these things, um, they felt quite rigid and I, I have given up on them after a while thinking, I don't think this is sustainable for every single day. But there's definitely something to at very, very least getting in, say, 5,000 steps a day and part of that being a walk outside. Mental health-wise, I've never felt better than when I was walking outside 10,000 steps a day, truly. And I hate that it's true. You know I hate for advice that I've been given to be correct, but it really, really was. Um, I tend actually not to be very fearful in that regard of like stranger danger. Um, And I actually think it's partly generational. I realise I might feel differently if I'd lived in a big city when I was growing up, but it's my experience that people my age, kind of like 35 to 45, they grew up less afraid of being attacked. Again, I hate to say this because I would hate for this to upset anyone or for this to be kind of triggering, but I will just briefly gloss over conversations that I've had with people. Um, I think we in this age bracket on in general not obviously there's going to still be the the pockets but in general from the people I've spoken to seem to be less afraid of that than say like 16 to 25 year olds today um I used to put myself in all kinds of situations that I look back and go oh my god like people didn't pick me up people I, I wasn't available to me I would get myself everywhere and I was always when you know I've got a, a, a teenager now and I was always as she was growing up well I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that you know, my parents never picked me up from town. I, I did this and I, you know, now I'm looking back and I'm like, even from a couple of years ago when I was saying, well, I wouldn't do this. Literally last year, I remember being in a garden with my friends who've got older teenagers and they're saying what they're doing for them and that they're picking them up from here, there and everywhere. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. If you're old enough to be doing these things, then you're old enough to get yourself home. Already within the space of 12 months, Anella's, you know, getting herself to work and stuff. And I'm thinking, if it's after a certain time, her dad suggested the other day, uh, no one could pick her up. And he said, well, we could get her a taxi. Um, and I'm like, I really don't want to get in a taxi. At her age, I was all over the shop. There was no fear. There was no fear. Nobody worried about what was happening to me as far as I was concerned. And I didn't worry what was happening to me. So it's a really weird thing because... Although it is different, we are a different generation. There's only 19 years between us. It's not like, you know, in the olden days, there still were those things out there. We just, I don't know, we we personally weren't as aware of it. We thought our parents were being overprotective. I don't know. I don't know, but it's weird. Um, but that said, I do know that everyone that I've spoken to my age that doesn't have that like innate, oh God, there's someone coming towards me, fear. We've all played through the scenario in our heads. We know what we would do if something happened, oh, you still have that feeling of you see someone walking towards you, you still have that feeling of this is what I would do, but it doesn't stop you doing the thing in the first place. I'll tell you the thing that first, um, like sprung out at me uh, about the generational difference was there was someone at work that, um, her dad was picking her up and it was after a work's night out. And she asked me to walk her to where her dad was picking her up. 
um, which I did, not a problem, but this was completely new to me. Never, I mean, at most we would say, you know, let me know if you've got home, but let's be real. If your friend didn't let you know she'd got home, you wouldn't lose sleep over it. You just assume she forgot. It's, it's a different thing. Whereas I walked this girl to, um, the spot where her dad was picking her up and waited for her dad to collect her. And of course, then I walked through town alone back to where we'd originally been. Which, you know, this girl is younger than me. This is all fine, but it is different. It's it's different. It felt like she needed that. And whether or not she'd been brought up with, I, I need this, this um, you know, someone to always be with me. Or she was genuinely fit. I don't know. I really don't know. But that really struck a chord as, oh, something's different. Something's different for, for the younger people, which is terrible, terrible. And probably something we should have been more afraid of back in the day. Um, also, just like on a lighter note, not a lighter note in my mind, because this is horrific, but I have a snake plan also. I don't have a plan uh, with the children for if somebody gets in the house, because truthfully, I don't think that's going to happen. Probably a lot more likely than what I'm actually prepared for. But I do have a snake plan. Um, that is my biggest fear in life. And everybody knows that if this, if a snake comes through the front door, which is how I've planned it, it's going to come through the front door. It's not going to come anywhere else. It's just going to wander through the front door. Um, the children barricade themselves in the bathroom upstairs, um, have to put a towel under the door, obviously, so that I can escape through the kitchen window and get help and know that they're safe upstairs in the bathroom. That's the plan. And in my mind, the kids are on the stairs. I'm at the kitchen door. The snakes come through the um the the front door and this is this is how it, it all plays out if if the snake enters through any other area of the house the plan falls apart but we're off topic again uh so this morning i got up just over an hour early uh, i made coffee for lee and i i made the notes for and i recorded this podcast got it edited hopefully um by the time you hear this and um posted i know i've been quite prolific in the last couple of days but i'm really you know this is how I felt in the beginning of YouTube. And I think part of the thing with the podcast thing was I felt like it had to be once a week and I got bored. If I had to just make one YouTube video a week, I'd get bored pretty quickly. I know there were other reasons why I couldn't get it together, but like the whole thing of YouTube when I found that in the first place was like, I posted videos constantly. I posted videos multiple times a day. I loved it. Um, so yeah, I made our coffee, made the notes, did the podcast, picked out an outfit in more than 30 seconds uh, and just had a little bit of breathing room to just kind of live. Right now it's difficult to get out of bed in this heat and sleep is precious. I get that. But even then I'm feeling more awake from rising with my first alarm than snoozing till the very last minute. I feel more awake today than I have at any other time during this horrible, horrible, brilliant, lovely heat wave. Um, it's not making me feel more tired for getting up an hour early. And I always felt that with the 5am as well. Within like 10, 20 minutes I was awake and it really, really helps to put on some like particularly jazzy music, I had a 5am um, playlist. And if you would like, I will share some of those songs with you because um, they might not be the same songs that you would choose. <laughs> kind of into um, some soul. Um, but yeah, it is difficult. I get that. And you might be thinking this is the worst possible time in the world to try this, but it's not. I can tell you it's not because there are worse times. Um, it is worth noting that my kids are older, so they get themselves up and ready I would not recommend this if your kids are still waking you up in the middle of the night. That This would not be a fun time. Um, I know that when I spoke about this at the beginning of this year, I did have some people who were basically saying, I can't do, like, my child's up several times a night. I can't then get up at five o'clock in the morning. Of course you can't. That's crazy. This, again, 
is a, an element of control. You've no control in that situation. And you just have to kind of give yourself over to those baby years, those toddler years, those whatever. If you are in a phase where you have a child that is waking you up in the middle of the night, every scrap of sleep that you can possibly get, you get that sleep. This is not for you right now. But that is such a short time in your life. I know right now it feels like it's not, but it is. I can barely remember it. And I have two children, one of which didn't sleep for about six years. Uh, You'd think it'd be ingrained. I kind of remember the horror of it, but I don't really. It's like a distant memory because I feel old. I feel 50 when I think about how old my daughter is. Um, But it is fleeting. It's not something that's going to last forever. um, And you can come back to this later. For those of you who've got older children or those of you who are child free. Wow. What decisions you made. Um, you, you really knew, you really knew the secret to the universe. Um, if you were heart gel free and you can just, you know, live your life and do whatever it is that you want to do, this is perfect. I would absolutely recommend that you do this. Like I said at the beginning or somewhere in amongst this, if the productive element is not going to work for you, let's say you have a partner or you have people that live in your house and you don't want to wake them up. And the thing that you want to do is like cleaning. Maybe it's not going to work for you to do the 5am. Maybe stay up an extra half an hour, an hour to put the house back together and, and clean it all up or do it at whatever it is that you want to do and um, that's noisy. Maybe do that at some other point during the day. Find that time. Replace things. Something you do in the middle of the day. Could you do that at 5am? Is that a quieter thing to do? Could you then do the more noisy thing in the middle of the day and replace it? Is there a way that you could shuffle around your day so that you can fit these things in? It all is a matter of personal scheduling, I think. Um, But giving yourself the extra time in the morning is definitely giving yourself extra time to get things done. But if you don't want to be productive, it absolutely makes a difference. Even if you just get up an hour early, I hate that it's true, but the pottering is real. Get a cup of coffee, sit down, be a bit more chill, just live and know that you actually are awake on purpose and not because you need to be. And again, you're regaining some control. Uh, Dr. Google says waking up early is good for the following things. I thought we'd be interested in this. Mental health, great. So like lower stress, fantastic. Your skin, apparently this is something to do with the quality of sleep. Um, I mean, that sold straight away. Concentration, I mean, that makes sense to me because I am a little bit more awake. Um, I tend to, my concentration's best around, I'd say one o'clock and then it wanes very quickly. I... um, I don't have the best concentration levels in the world, but I do have like a sweet spot. And theoretically, the earlier I get up, the earlier that that sweet spot comes, right? Um, And even your sleep pattern is supposed to be benefited from getting up early. So, I mean, I'm not committing to a a. 5am start right now. Um, It's not, it's not for me right now in my life, but I am going to commit to getting up an hour earlier each day. Um, It literally can't hurt is, is kind of where I'm coming at this from. It can't hurt. It can't. Um, so maybe you want to give this a go with me. I'll talk a little bit more about it in future episodes. Uh, but I did want to kind of chat a little bit about my experience doing the 5am morning and just generally getting up earlier and how it's benefited me because it really does make a difference. And now my husband's adopted it, um, out of spite, it feels like truthfully. Um, if you want to uh, send me any voice notes, if you want to send me any messages, you can find me at Michaela McDade on Instagram. I am always available for a chat over there. It's the best place you can possibly contact me. And just for fun, I'm actually going to try and upload this directly from my phone without even making it onto my computer to make this as smooth as possible. 
we will see how this goes. I am going to talk about at some point how simple it is to be able to do this because if I can upload this directly from my phone, completely don't even need a computer. Literally anyone could have a podcast, anyone at all. So I'll keep you posted. But thank you for listening. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow me wherever it is that you are listening to this show. Um, And of course, on all of my other platforms because I'm everywhere on the internet.